TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All right, along with Jody McDonald, I'm Glenn Mack now, 94 WIP. Um, but Jody, before we get into the, the, the case of the, the mystery bag, I want, I want to tell you that I'm reading the Michael Connolly bio on Wikipedia. And he, in fact, was born in Philadelphia and lived here until he was 12. I missed working with Michael Connolly by a matter of weeks or months. Really? So, yeah. So, my new, when, when I started my career, I used to write for the Fort Lauderdale News and Sun Sentinel. I remember that. You're yeah. talking about your fondness for Florida and thought you might be there for a long time. Boom, you got out of Dodge, got to Detroit. Went from... 75 and or uh, to 100 every day to uh, tough Detroit winners. That all correct. And I moved to Detroit in February 1981 in the middle of winter um, from Fort Lauderdale because I got a really good job with the Detroit Free Press, and so that was it. And I was going to live there forever until I didn't, until I went to work for the Inquirer and then here at WIP. But I wrote for the Fort Lauderdale News and Sun Sentinel, and I'm reading the Connolly's bio, and it said... He started out as a crime writer for the Daytona Beach News Journal, where he worked for two years until he went to the Fort Lauderdale News and Sun Sentinel in 1981. For all I know, he got my got my job, got my desk. <laughs> I, mean, I, I left there in 1981, which I, I don't know what month he got hired, but man, would have been cool to know him before he was him. Little did either one of you know that you were going to go on to bigger and better things. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure he's quite, yeah, I'm not sure he's quite as impressed, but nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, um, so here's the thing. So we had the party for Ray last Saturday, which was really nice. And I give station management and everybody at the station, Cindy Webster, Rod Lake, and Davey Agaroff, like a ton of credit for just doing it right with Ray. You were there. You saw what a nice event it was. Which, by the way, that cake was almost too cool to eat. Amazing. Yeah, Holy sweet treats. Mackerel. Sweet treats over in um uh, I'm going to say it wrong. It's not Hamilton. It's what's the town that starts with an H in New Jersey? Haddonfield. Haddonfield. Thank you. Yeah. That's the bakery. Yeah, it was made, it was the yellow legal pads and in fact it was flawlessly perfect. You felt guilty cutting into it. I did. I really did. I almost did. I wanted a piece in the worst way, but I almost said like, "No, right. you can't. You, Ray needs to take that home and put it under uh, something and save it for the rest of his life." <laughs> Hopefully the ants don't get at it, but it was one of the most impressive cakes I've ever seen. 
Yeah, and, and the whole party was really nice, and a lot of people came. You came, other people from the stations came. Seth Joyner came. Uh, Fran Dunphy came by. The Philly Fanatic made a great appearance. Philly, did you, Were you there when my grandson saw the Philly Fanatic? I missed. I didn't oh, get there until uh, like 11.20, and you said your grandson was in and out in the first hour and change. Yeah, well, he took a... He, took a header off a chair and that kind of ended the fun oh. but but well he's two he was having a great time and he the philly fanatic you never know is a two-year-old going to like or be scared of the philly fanatic right right can go either his, way right his father had explained literally the day before they were he was getting his haircut and the haircut place had a life-size cut out of the fanatic so his dad has explained this is the philly fanatic and maybe we'll go to a game and we'll see him so so when he saw the fanatic he loved him which was great and I asked him the next day. I said, "You saw the fanatic?" He goes, "Yeah." I said, "What did you What do you think of him?" He goes, "Big, big, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> anyway, so we have this nice party for Ray. His family is there. The whole thing, and Ray and I are broadcasting the show as other people are mingling around. And then the show ends, and I, damn it, I can't find my bag. Where's my bag? And I'm looking all over the place, and it's a very distinct bag, which is a swag giveaway. From uh, that's HBO boxing from a fight how long ago, right? Way back. Showtime. Got to get show, Showtime, uh, not HBO by Showtime by. Yeah, of course. Correct. There you go. Red and black. And so I finally locate. It's like, oh, thank God, there it is. And I pick it up and I said, well, somebody stuck a book in my bag. That's not my book, a mystery novel. It's like it's weird. And I also noticed that like the pad that I keep in it wasn't there. But I figured, all right, well. I don't care about the pad and whoever put the book in. I don't know if they were trying to give me a book. I'll put the book on the table, and I started to load my other stuff into the bag. And, Jody, you take it from there. Yes, someone, not me, someone else pointed out to me, by the way, I think Glenn took your bag. I said, what? What are you talking about? I left my bag over there. He said, yeah, he walked over. I saw you put your bag down, and Glenn came over and got it. Don't know if you guys are going out together where they're I don't know what you're talking about, so I go over, and you are taking my book out of my bag, which you've now <laughs> loaded with three-quarters of your stuff, yeah. and I go, Mac, what are you doing? You put, you take my bag? And you go, it's your bag? No, no, it's just Showtime Boxing. I said, yes, mine's Showtime Boxing as well, and then we eventually found your bag, and you said, oops, my bad. Uh, sorry about that, Joe, and it worked out fine, but I just thought it was hysterical that you and I had the same exact bag. We haven't been partners in 20 years, but we've got the same exact bag given to us as swag from covering boxing. Like way back, though, right? I mean, I feel like this. So the story with me is I have this herniated disc in my back, which really bothers me, and one of the things they said is don't carry anything heavy, don't carry anything big. So this is, it's a much smaller bag than the backpack I use. So I pulled it from like the back of the closet where it had been. For, do you remember, is this a Mayweather fight? You remember what fight this was for? I, I know, and I got mine. Uh, and you may have gotten it somewhere else if you covered a boxing match. And they, yes, Showtime gives out these uh, swag bags that you can then help advertise them going forward if you use it. Mine was Lennox Lewis. Mike Tyson in Memphis that Showtime paid for us to go down and do shows. This is one of my other partners. Oh, yeah, no. After you, buddy, uh, when Sid Rosenberg and I were partners up at FAN, yeah. uh, we went down and did three days of shows leading up to the fight, and they gave uh, the bag out to those of the media members who came in to help preview the fight. So I even remember where I got it, and I almost lost it on Saturday because you almost walked away with it. <laughs> mine, was, mine was a Mayweather fight in Vegas. Oh, gosh, I was working with Anthony. It had to be 
prior to 2013. So it's it's. I think I, that bags it. Mine is a decade old. What are the yeah, odds? Mine, anyway, damn close to it. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, it was it was a uh, it was a funny funny moment. Uh, I want to get into the Eagles, but Chuck and Cherry Hill's got something on the Phillies. Let's get them up here. What's on your mind, Chuck? Hey guys, good afternoon. Great shows always. Keep up the good work. Uh, Thank you. I got a question, Joe. We look at this thing on our podcast. It's a systemic problem they've got. It's not two injuries. It's, they they got a situation with the bullpen. You know, almost at the bottom uh, with your defense at the bottom. You take a look at the offense, middle of the pack. Starting pitching is very good. So short, long term, you're trying to fix this thing. It's to the point where the problems are overwhelming. You know, teams go first to third routinely. That's extra, you know, extra runs allowed. Uh, the corner in the infield and the outfield, it's a disaster. You know, is this the group that you can whip into shape to actually play above 500 ball? Or is this a group you look at and you have to start to dismantle and, and go in a different direction? I mean, it right, that's the conversation we've been having. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a fair ahead, question, and, and Glenn just gave you the answer, which is uh, accurate. I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. I That's okay. You know, I just, we just can't make on. that call. You want to make that call today. I understand why you want to make that call today. You can't. They just right. changed managers. They're going to give Rob Thompson, he's 1-0, uh, a little bit to prove whether he is or isn't the guy for this team. Uh, the trade deadline is August 2nd this year. Usually it's July 31st, but I guess Major League Baseball doesn't want to do anything on the weekends anymore. I don't yeah. know when that came into play, that they, they move key dates like trade deadlines around for convenient purpose. Convenient, but the yeah. trade yeah. deadline is August 2nd. We got two months to get there. So the Phillies need to see what they have, what they built. Was it good? Was it off? Did they overemphasize uh, offense and not okay. enough emphasis on defense? Yeah, call us back on July 4th if it, if it points that way, would they? If it points in, in the wrong way, would they make moves like that? Here's, here's what, go ahead, Jody. Too big, you said earlier, and I yeah, think you're right. They've, they've got contracts that don't allow them to do that. Uh, Schwarber and Castellanos can't be moved at this point. Who are you so, moving? There's a kid, the Miners, Morales. This kid's numbers are insane. He's got 35 Ks and 22 innings and 3.6 hits per nine. I think they got to get this guy, Morales, back up, give him an opportunity in the bullpen. So you, this is why you have to listen to the whole show, because I asked Todd Zalicki yeah, about Morales earlier today. He came up, had two decent games, one really good game, one decent game, got a save, and they send him out for no apparent reason. He needs to be back in the big leagues ASAP. You and I are agreement on that. I want to work something in here on the Eagles because I keep teasing it. By the way, this hour is sponsored by Meridian Bank. Business banking at its best. Visit them at meridianbanker.com. So the Eagles made a couple of moves uh, yesterday. They uh, promoted uh, John Ferrari to vice president of football operations and compliance. And they uh, promoted Alec Hallaby. Uh, a name that we'll get back to in a moment, to Vice President of Football Operations and Strategy. Both are given assistant GM titles. Also, they um, they promoted Connor Barwin, which I uh, I like. I don't remember his exact title. I think he might be head of player personnel now. Um, loved him as a player. I think he's a terrific guy. We've had him as a guest on Tell Story, really smart. But the big news there really um, is that Jeff Lurie's son, Julian, has been given an official role with the team. He is, the title is Business and Football Operations Strategy. I don't know if it's director of, vice president, whatever, but that's what he is. Uh, Jody, 
Julian is 27. Jeff Laurie, his dad, is 70. We don't have to work hard to read these tea leaves, right? Not at all. Um, and uh, Jeff Laurie is a very good owner, and he did make a statement, didn't feel questioned, but did make a statement this week about it's a very advantageous situation. He's been in the last couple of years working through the NFL rotational program, which is a bunch of children, offspring of owners to get them a feel for one day being able to take over a National Football League team. Damn, I wish I was in that program. I was, uh, about, but, I was about to say, I love my dad and everything he's done, but geez, I wish my dad owned an NFL team. That seems like a pretty good gig. Really nice program to be able to join in. Uh, but to Je- uh, Julian Lloyd's credit, he did it. He is now with the Eagles, didn't have an official title. Now he does. Uh, th- he's going to take over the Eagles at some point. Unless, of course, he decides not to. Which Jeff kind of opened that door this week by saying, if this is what he chooses to do, mm. well, what's he going to do? Buy-, buy and run a string of Wawas? No, my th- <laughs> he thinks he's going to run the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, so I know Jeff didn't want to put the pressure on him and come right out and say it. But, yeah, well, you can read through this one very easily that eventually he's going to take over the team. And I think it's a good thing to get him involved. Let him be part of the organization, be around it if someday he's going to take over the team rather than have Jeff Laurie sell it to a a good buddy of Glenn's, uh, Norman Brayman, point two. Uh, Don't think he's going to go there again. No, no, you hit it. You you hit it exactly, which is, I I know, because I I listened to WIP this week, and a lot of people are like, oh, no, no, he's going to be running it. He's an analytics guy. He's a friend of his house, analytics guy. Whatever he is. He is the son of Jeff Lurie, who, as you said, and I agree, has done a very – one of the best owners in the history of Philadelphia sports. Uh, this franchise has been very successful on the field and off, and I'd rather this than have his kid, than have Julian or Jeffrey, sell the team to the unknown, the carpetbagger. I mean, you know, m- most owners we don't love. Uh, Norman Brayman is the name you brought up, who was the previous owner. Keeping the Eagles in the family for another generation uh, makes sense to me for their, their kind of long-term being. Here's the only potential downside, and I, I'm not worried about it much, but I can't say it's 0% because I think it's a good thing, and, and the fact that he's going through the steps is a good thing as well. I think it's been handled as best as it can be. He is 27. He has been. He was down a senior bowl with the guy, so we know that now he's got an official title. So he's going to have a voice within the organization. It should still be the voice of a 27-year-old, not not a guy who's coming in and dictating things. The only one who will determine this is Jeff Laurie himself. How much influence does he have right away? If he comes in and continues to learn and is certainly given his opinion, but is it necessarily acted upon just because his last name's Laurie? then that's a good thing. If Jeff is ready to fast-track this and is ready to step step, even while he's still the owner, but his son is making significant decisions about the future, the only fear is it could come a little bit too quickly. Other than that, I think this is a very good thing that Eagle fans should be happy about. Well, and that's where people are nervous because so he, he goes to college and his, his, I don't say his roommate, his friend is this guy, Alec Hallaby, who is now there and just got promoted. And he's, uh, he's an analytics guy, right? The Harvard grad, which I know makes football fans nervous, but I mean, it isn't in case he's probably got a brain. Um, and his 
his voice has kind of been picking up in the organization since he got here, which, by the way, was, I think, a decade ago. And the Eagles had some people leave recently to take jobs with other teams, and I know there's this natural inclination to think, "Uh uh-oh, you know, they're moving to this young Harvard non-football guy as the analytics guy and so on. If that happens... And if they start to tumble and if they lose their way, I will share that. But I'm not going to be afraid in advance that any of this is bad news. So Too early go. to do it. We don't yep. even – we're just speculating on it could happen. Let's wait till it actually happened before we get crazy about it. So your brother was a, a, a baseball lifer and general manager and scout and all that. My dad was a uh, was a commercial artist and advertising guy in western New York. And uh, we're both proud of him, but Jody – all due respect, if my dad owned a professional franchise (laughs) (laughs) and said, you know, son, I think it's time for me to just hang out here. The reins are all yours. That would not have been a bad thing. Yeah, I think we both did just fine. We're not complaining about the DNA lottery, but there are some Mega Millions winners out there, which you and I might not be. That's correct. Rob in Westchester wants to join us. Hello, Rob. Hi, how are you doing? I just want to say how much I'm enjoying listening to you guys. I've listened to both of you for years and years. Jody, back when he was on the New York stations, and Glenn and you and, and uh, Ray every every weekend. I love Ray and you and and you guys sound so great together. But I want to tell you a more detailed analysis of why you sound so great together. Not only are you brilliant with your sports knowledge, both of you, but you are both brilliant speakers and radio people. And this. This this is unbelievable. I am so excited that you, that Jody, you're gonna come on. And what I this is what I told the the other station channel because they had a substitute come on, Joe Giglio, and he's freaking awesome. So you just like this is the Eddie D. Bartola Junior 49ers from the 80s, and Eddie had Steve Young on the bench behind Joe Montana winning Super Bowls. They didn't know wow. what to do with Steve. It's like, okay, I got to play sometime. I'm going to be in the Hall of Fame, right? So they finally had to put in Young but because Montana got hurt, and then Montana ended up getting traded to Kansas City and all that. But Eddie had the money, pre-salary cap, to pay Steve Young a fortune to sit on the bench for three years or whatever he did. He came so in, in and this, played a lot. So in this equation, Jody is Steve Young. Jody is Steve, Steve Young. Young. Ray, Ray is, is Joe, Joe Montana. Montana. Jody is Steve Young. I'm Eddie and DeBartolo. You guys don't miss a beat because it's the greatest sports channel oh, you're in so the nice. world. Thank that- you. So that's very nice of him. Thank you very much. And oh, there by the go. way, it's funny because we were just talking about Jeff Laurie. You and I were together when the Eagles were sold yeah. to Jeff Laurie. Oh, and yeah. someone asked him about his tie to the 49ers. And Jeff Laurie said, What, Je- uh, MacMan? He said, I'm, I want to run this like Eddie DeBartolo and so on and so on. Yes. So, but we asked him, who, who would be the Carmen policy oh, that's right. of this group? <laughs> that's and right. And he said, that would be me. He said, and me. you and I just both looked like, at each other like, uh-oh. uh-oh. Yeah. You know uh-oh. what else I remember? You know what else I remember about that back then? Um, because we went to like the, the – he had like a party and a get-together, and he's throwing around the football. Remember that? Um, and it's like – I remember you and I were the first to get that interview after yeah. he announced, right? Because yep, I mean, not that we were brilliant; it was just our day part. And he comes on, and he's like, "Yeah, I, you know, I really like the fans. I'm one of you guys, and I'm going to hang out, and you're going to find me in the parking lot before and after games." And he did that for a year or two, 
And then I think somebody persuaded him, like, look, you're the owner. Like, you don't mingle with the fans because mostly they'll tell you when you stink. Another and, he kinda, thing- and he pushed back. That may, and he didn't push back. He pulled back, and you didn't see him as much. But when Which he was- started... He was like, you know, I want to hang out at the bar and have a beer with you guys and talk football. Which was smart on his part. Somebody gave him a very good piece of advice. And the other thing he mentioned uh, when he was on with us was uh, that he was a mock draft guy. That uh, before owning the, that he would get together with friends and they'd go through their lists and scouting reports and everything else. And hey, according to Jeff, this offseason, whenever he's gotten involved, he always gets it right. Yeah. The picks that he continued to make are the ones that yeah, have worked out right. tremendously. I'm responsible for, the Eagles. for <laughs> that's exactly right. for this one and this one and this. The, what, what about the what about that? Oh no, I had nothing to do with yeah, that no, guy. No, no, right. no. What about that fireman who played guard? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, that wasn't me. That was the other people. Yeah, all right. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Zach, hang in there. Anybody else wants to join? Please do. And coming up. The Sixers, as Jody mentioned earlier, now have the 23rd pick in the NBA draft. I'm going to throw a couple names by MC uh, if anyone uh, anyone strikes his fancy. He's Jody McDonald. I'm Glenn Mack now. Um, this segment, by the way, sponsored by Meridian Bank. Business banking at its best. Visit the meridianbanker.com. We're here on 94 WIP. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 